This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Illinois is known as the prairie state, but there is not much prairie left here. In fact, there's less than 1% of the state's original 22 million acres of tall grass prairie still existing. And one of the last surviving pieces of that land, the Belbowl Prairie, is slated for destruction as part of an airport expansion project. But a wide coalition of environmental groups and residents are banding together in an effort to save it. Carrie Lee is executive director of the Natural Land Institute, and she joins us now. Hi, Carrie. Great to have you here. Oh, hi, Sasha. Thank you for having me on the show. Also joining us is Robbie Telfer, a Chicago conservationist who's managing the Save Belbowl Prairie effort through Friends of Illinois Nature Preserves. Hi, Robbie. Welcome back. Oh, hey, thanks. Carrie, we'll start with you. For for those who are listening and they haven't heard of it, tell us what's so special about Belbowl Prairie. Oh, sure. So um, uh, we have less than one one hundredth of one percent of prairies left in the prairie state, which is what Illinois is called. And out of those, um, there's different kinds of prairies. There's the deep-rooted prairies that you see in the farmlands that work all across the state. Um, And then there's specialty prairies, like wet prairies, or what we have here is a specialty prairie. It's a dry gravel prairie. And out of those, there used to be thousands and thousands of acres uh, across the state, and now we have less than 50 acres left of that type of prairie. Mm-hmm. And for this high-quality prairie that's on the airport property, there's less than 18 acres left, mm. and five of those acres are left uh, in this prairie. So there's five acres of 18 of high quality dry gravel prairie left in the state. And for, for, um, aesthetics, of course, yes, scientific reasons, all of those things, you know, the, there's specialty plants that grow there, endangered and threatened plants, not just state endangered, but federally. There's also, uh, the rusty patch bumblebee, which was found there this last August. Mm-hmm which has really, really put a halt to the construction of a road through the prairie. So the airport was planning to destroy um, the whole 25 acres. Uh, they've already done some of that. There's only 14 acres left, five of which are the high quality. And they have a design to put a road uh, right through the middle of the high quality portion of the prairie, which is what we're asking them to redesign. Mm-hmm. Robbie, how... Is it that Belbowl persisted for so long while so much of Illinois' prairies disappeared? Well, as I understand it, it was an army base for a while during World War One and World War Two, And so uh, that meant that they didn't need to um, dig up the sort of like really great uh, rich soil that made agriculture so, so thirsty for prairie soils. And so... Uh, it's been used as an amphitheater, and it just hasn't it hasn't been necessary to develop it until um, the airport decided uh, recently. They, for a long time, they also were very proud of it. In fact, on their website, on the Chicago Rockford International uh, Airport website, for a long time, they were like, Bell Bull Prairie is amazing, and we're very lucky to have this high-quality prairie, this, this historic site. And then when they started this project and sort of tried to sneak it by all the people who really cared about the prairie, that – that page on the website just um, magically disappeared. So uh, as we mentioned, and, and as Kelly 
or Carrie rather, touched on earlier, um, the prairie's future is in question. So, Robbie, can you also just bring us further up to speed about the fight to preserve the prairie and, and just why it's at risk? Yeah, uh, the prairie's at risk because of this big, uh, this road, this this single road that we have yet to have a very good explanation why it's um, it's so necessary that this, this one road goes through there um, when the prairie is so loved. So we have a petition that's on care2.com that has uh, it just surpassed 94,000 signatures. Um, this has just appeared in a, a very nice profile in National Geographic. And then we have a letter of support from organizations uh, locally and across the state and even in, across the country of uh, 120 organizations have signed this letter saying, please don't, um, please don't destroy this very special place. And so there are people who haven't signed any of those things who certainly care about Belleville Prairie and, and the rare plants and animals and ecosystem that exists there. Carrie, can you just walk us through the developments since last fall when, when the airport first announced that it was going to be destroying some of the prairie for the expansion? Uh, well, they didn't really announce it. We found out about it because we saw the bulldozers out there. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and the airport had done some uh public hearings about it back in 2019, but they really didn't mention anything about the prairie and they didn't contact any of us. They had a little ad in the back of a newspaper that nobody saw. Mm. And even, even the regulatory agencies were not clear about what was happening. Um, so the consultation process they had to go through with the Department of Natural Resources and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife only referenced consultation on the road and not on the rest of the destruction of the prairie. Um, so that was a little bit troubling. And the environmental assessment that was done was completely inadequate. They had somebody go out for one day to take a look at um, what was out on the site, and they only looked uh, at the road, is my understanding, uh, where the road was going to go. So they missed a whole bunch of endangered and threatened species, and they missed the bee. So the, the bee was found last August, um, and we asked them to uh, redesign the road, and uh, their answer is that they will only redesign the road if the Federal Aviation Administration tells them to, which indicates to me that, yes, they can redesign the road. We do understand it will take some time and some additional money. The important thing about this whole campaign, Sasha, is that we do not want to stop the airport expansion. We believe that this airport expansion is critical to the economic development of the Rockford area and the region. Mm -hmm. And it is now environmentalists are moving away from just saving one bee or one owl and saying, hey, why don't we do really sustainable, sensitive, smart design so that we can have both? Yeah. We can save our, our our prairies and our really special habitats, and we can also have the economic development that our regions need because we now have smart design principles. This is the 21st century. We're in the sixth great extinction. Our governor has signed a 30 by 30 pledge to protect, you know, 30% of natural lands by 2030. Right. Our, uh, you know, and when the rubber hits the road, they're not to be seen. So that's why so many people, and Robbie can talk to you a little bit about this too, that's why so many people 
are coming out, not just environmentalists. This is the community. Yeah. Um, we have been amazed um, at how many people have rallied around this and are so concerned because we now see that everything that we're losing are the last remaining pieces. Right. And we know that if we lose our natural world, we're 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 in trouble. Yeah. I want to pull another voice into this conversation. If you're just tuning in, that's Carrie Lee, who's executive director of the Natural Land Institute Conservation Nonprofit in Illinois. Um, And also with us is uh, Robbie Telfer from the Friends of Illinois Nature Preserves. Uh, But joining us now is Matt Evans. He's an ecologist with the Chicago Botanic Garden, also the managing director of Woodlands there. Hi, Matt. Welcome to Reset. Hey, Sasha. Thank you so much for having me on, and uh, Robbie and Carrie. Sure. You've been listening along, Matt. Why do you think it's important to preserve prairies like Bell Bowl? Sure. Um, so small prairies like Bell Bowl are incredibly important for a lot of reasons. One of those reasons is that they, they provide a reference to us of what the fabric of Illinois used to look like and how there are so few little pieces left. They harbor unique genetic information from the plants and animals that reside and are uh, found in these little remnants. Um, They are uncommonly diverse with plants and animals. It's a wonder to walk next to a remnant prairie where you might have two species of plants like regular old long grass and a dandelion next to you, and on the other side in the remnant prairie there could be upwards of 150 plants Mm -hmm. um, who are all living together in an assemblage that is uncommon uh, in the modern landscape. Um, so, Matt, these, can you, can you are, clarify yeah. the difference for us between prairie remnants and prairie restorations? Absolutely, sure. So that's a great question for everybody who's listening to understand the difference between because a prairie restoration is an area that has been seeded and maybe burned with prescribed burning, um, controlled burns in order to keep the tree growth down and the grassland open. A remnant prairie Um, has developed the soils and the animals and the insects, the plants, and the abiotic or the non-living conditions and materials over thousands of years since the last ice age. Mm -hmm. And therefore, we cannot recreate the underground part of this ecosystem. And when we do restorations, which are common around the Chicago area and Illinois, but they never achieve the quality of, a, of what is known as a remnant habitat I or see. prairie. Yeah. Tell us a bit more, Matt, about the, um, some of the native species that we might find there in the prairie. Sure. So a couple of the native plants that are common there might be um, wild bergamot or bee balm, which is an incredible resource for pollinators. And then some rare plants that exist there are the prairie dandelion, which exists at just a handful of sites left in Illinois. Um, the large flowered beard tongue, which is kind of like a snapdragon, you might think, um, yeah. is an incredibly rare plant that grows at just two or three preserves across the state. And so some of these plants really are um, incredibly uncommon and rare. Hey, Robbie, can you talk about the role that you and uh, the Friends of Illinois Nature Preserves have played so far in this fight? Yeah, it's kind of funny because it's not a nature preserve, um, but, you know, we're friends to anyone who would like to be one. And so um, there has been a, a large group of folks who have tried a lot of different things to make as much noise as possible. You know, 
Um, and if you go to savevelbulprairie.org, you can see all kinds of resources that people can engage in, at, like right away. There's a very active uh, social media presence on all the major platforms. Um, and yeah, it's been really heartening to see how many people have really showed up to defend this thing that makes Rockford unique from anywhere else in the universe. You know, uh, the airport that they're going to continue to expand, uh, it it will look a lot like a lot of other built environments, but this is 8,000 years of, of building that nature has done that makes Rockford different from anywhere else. And so that what, what I'm seeing is a lot of people finally who aren't just the nature nerds finally sort of like glomming onto the idea that this, this is a thing that can't be gotten back, that the world is finite. We cannot just, just because we are able to have the, the, technology to destroy these places and build roads that may or may not be useful in 10 years from now uh, doesn't mean we should. And we, we actually have to stop somewhere. And, and, and like Carrie said, uh, design it just a little bit more thoughtfully. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. Carrie, when, when scientists discover an endangered species in a given habitat, uh, it can be used to protect that habitat, right? So I'm wondering, has the, the rusty patched bumblebee made a difference in your efforts to save the prairie? Well, um, actually, when they find uh, an endangered species, they don't always protect the habitat. Um, And that's the issue that we're coming up with uh, U.S. Fish and Wildlife um, on this particular case. Mm -hmm. Because they they are protecting the foraging bee uh, when it's out during the growing season. Uh, So that's what put some of the initial halt on the construction uh, but now there's an there's an argument or a fight, if you like, a, a lawsuit yeah. about actually protecting the habitat. So um, there are many cases where the habitat is not protected, even though the animal is protected. So what happens is that the habitat gets smaller and smaller and smaller, uh, and then the, the uh, insect or the owl or the animal or whatever it is, um, gradually begins to disappear more and more because the habitat is disappearing. I so I, I would I would like to, to really let your listeners know that the environmental protections that we thought were protecting us were built in the 60s and the 70s. And we're now in the 21st century and we're finding with the stresses that we have now, climate change, loss of habitat, fragmentation of habitat mm-hmm. is that these laws no longer serve us. They're not good enough. Almost out of time, Matt, but we, you know, we've said at the top that Illinois used to have 22 million acres of prairie and that it's mostly gone now. So can you just sum up for us what we've lost as a state with the loss of that land? Yeah, sure. So with the loss of the, the grand prairie expanses, the, People of Illinois have lost a natural resource that can inform us about future perennial agricultural efforts, perhaps medicines. There are numbers of reasons that um, we are still studying these ecosystems and that, of course, nature provides things that we could never think of. And so to destroy it without understanding it is really like destroying a library that has books with languages you don't even know how to read yet, but could one day be very important. Yeah. Before we go, Robbie, tell us where folks can go to learn more about your efforts to save the prairie. 
Um, they can show up to the airport board meetings that happen monthly mm-hmm. and tell them and, and and tell them very politely that this is an important place to protect. But but uh, more broadly, if you go to savebellboldprairie.org, uh, there are a lot of recommendations about what you can do. There's lots of background information and folks. There's a lot of people who will get you up to speed if you want to get up to the speed of where you can step in and and uh, yeah. There, the, this has been a, an amazing coalition of people who have just been giving their, their free time to try to make this yeah. place not destroyed. That is Chicago conservationist Robbie Telfer, Carrie Lee of the nonprofit Natural Land Institute, and Matt Evans with the Chicago Botanic Garden. Thank you all. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.